today we go back i'm here with james and elaine hi jamie what a dream team to start off a wednesday morning with hi jamie and everybody we have we have so a very interesting chat ahead of us today here but the last time we felt this unprepared for a podcast it was actually great so there's huge pressure here isn't there (laughs) (laughs) it has to be amazing It it has to be now but we're going to talk about vanity today like we've been taught we've been arguing about vanity a little bit over the last week or so i thought well this is uh, an evolving situation let's evolve it further on I'm the mics a little bit nervous about this i'm not gonna lie that's where we want to be uh, when jamie said this to us the other day what was our initial reaction james you're so vain oh my god <laughs> probably think this song is about you you're so vain oh, oh my god thank you bye <laughs> I forgot about the duet. I so forgot did about I. That. <laughs> I was like, what did we say about it? <laughs> so vanity, we're going to talk about that. But before that, let's talk about the Open very quickly. Uh, we're at this time of year where registration has opened up and yeah. we're also aiming the training at it and it's all coming together. So we just thought it'd be good to just be explicit here. The Open's coming. It's next month. We're all doing it. You're training for it, whether you know it or not you'll be ready for it when it comes around whether you know it or not so you might as well get involved so we're, let's talk about like how we sign up very quickly and why people should sign up so first of all it's it's um crossfit bua is the affiliate you sign up yeah. under so games.crossfit.com there'll be a sign up a big blue or red sign up button on that page go click that you type in all your personal information and then you click your affiliate and it's crossfit bua yeah there'll be other options like CrossFit Bua, Dunleer, and all them. You just, everyone's going to go under one. Yeah. CrossFit Bua, it makes it all simple. We'll have one sin- single leaderboard then, mm-hmm. like we do on Wattify every day. Um, and that's the simple what we need to do, but the why we should do it. James, why do you think, after all these years, you still sign up for the Open? Oh, there's, like, the, it's multifaceted for me. There's um, a very honest ego and competitive element to it, where I, like me and my best friend have been doing the Open together for 11 years. So it's like we just have our own personal little leaderboard where we're trying to beat each other in that. So there's that side of it. Um, I also like seeing where I'm at in national standings and international standings. It's like just how far off the best in the world am I at this shit? So it's a nice little, it's an ego boost in one way and then it's a really good ego check for me in another. And then as much as I'm not in the competitive CrossFit scene at all anymore, it just kind of brings me back to why I did start in it. And like back then, it was just such a big deal. I overcame so many things through the Open. Got my first double unders. <laughs> I got my first consistent wall balls in the Open. Like first muscle ups strung together, all these things. And it, I just have really, like I can remember something from every year in it. So it's something that I want to just always keep doing. Like I probably will make less and less and less of a deal of it over time. But I still kind of always want to keep doing it. That and... This is my 11th one now in a row, and I don't want to lose the streak. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, it's nice having good. the streak. What about you, Elaine? Like, what's the, the thing that gets you sucked in every year? Um, so this is only my third Open, so I'm still a little baby in terms of the Open. Although this year, guys, I can't believe I'm admitting this, I'm going to be a Masters. <gasps> yeah, when the Open comes I thought around, you were only 30, no? <laughs> yeah, I am, but they've got this new category for secret, <laughs> people, secret people. Um, So when the Open comes around, I'm going to be a uh, Masters, and apparently I'm going to get like 75% better at CrossFit overnight. <laughs> and I'm so excited. So last year I was like 
600 and something in Ireland and this year I th- I'm aiming for top Jose thinks I'm going to the games yeah. so very excited but why do why am I looking forward to signing up this year it's about being part of something more for me um, I've never been very competitive uh, in terms of when it comes to the Open it was always sign up see what happens like the first year when I look back at where we started we hadn't a clue we were so nervous we'd no standards we'd no judges we didn't understand a thing that was going on this was pre-Bua obviously um, but then last year I think was my first real Open and just the um, development it sets you up for some new goals skills things that you're missing and then I'm just aiming for that this year so it's just um it's everything but it's being part of something for me is really really important and I cannot wait for the buzz in Dunlear over the next uh, few weeks and coming into March yeah deadly deadly uh, I think my favorite part of it is just being involved like in here like in the gyms is the thing like, for me it was the connection the gym we had one gym and it was the, we would connect with all the other gyms even if it's just a feeling of everyone around the world is doing this one thing on the same day. I thought that was a cool concept and that's still cool about it. But for me, it's the everyone inside the gym. Normally we all do the same thing over like from half five in the morning until 9 p.m. at night. Whereas this, everyone comes together over like three or four hours and everyone's mixing, mixing in and it's kind of like the game day thing. So that's my favorite part of it. It's just the getting together and being involved, feeling like you're in it with somebody and then everyone's in it with somebody. Um, the other part of it is, I think, for me, it's like, don't go into the open unfit. Mm. If you go in unfit, you're going to have a terrible time. So it's a good imperative to just get your conditioning right at the start of the year. Like, you get your your cardio on point, you get some stamina on point, and then it, it, you're just kind of set up for the rest of the year with with a base of fitness. Because if you go in unfit, you you might feel like, oh, shit, I'm, I'm kind of missing it this year. It's just going to fucking happen to me, rather than, like, I have some control over it. So I think there's the two big things for me, to, reasons to do it. Another element you kind of alluded to it there is the the challenge. Like we talk about daily challenges that we put ourselves through and then we have game day, which is a quarterly one. And this is just our replacement for game day in this quarter. So it's like, it's a different type of challenge because it's three weeks and we aren't in control of it. But it's still like, let's go make a decision to do the hard thing that we don't know what's coming, but we got to take it on anyway. I love that. Yeah, and I, I do think it does force us to be more adaptable. We have to just deal with what comes along and then we also have to work with each other a bit. You know, even on the Friday night, you have to be a bit more accommodating for others, you have to be a bit more patient and then loads more supportive and you also have to let go of your fears a little bit. There's there's that chance to say, oh, I'm a bit self-conscious about some lift or some performance or some aspect of my capacity. Maybe I'll get found out this week and then you come along and you're like, I'm gonna have to let that go, give it my best effort and not give a shit what anyone else thinks there's a bit of that to it so um i think if you haven't done the open before i think it's one of those things you can't miss i know it's unfamiliar and you're like i don't know maybe i'm gonna, gonna get into something that'll be a disaster i promise you it won't um you, you'll always regret it when you don't get involved um so definitely do that if if you're returning like you're there's always that bit of uh i have to get myself up for this again and it can cause a lot of stress Try and do it on your terms. Try and enjoy it. Try not to take it too seriously. I think it used to be a really hard competition where everyone would be like, the leaderboard is the thing. I think it's less legitimate as a competition, less than ever, because they try and make it a very inclusive, three-week, enjoyable thing now. So the leaderboard is less and less and less important. The top you know, 0.1% of people, they use it to progress in the games for everyone else. 
it's a participation thing to get together and have a great evening something you said there that was really important and um i'm going to use jen o'grady as an example in this where the first year she was here she didn't sign up for it and she every year for the open now she regrets it she's like oh because you just see if you're not like a hugely competent athlete who can snatch and do pull-ups and muscle-ups off the bat whenever you come here which is 99 percent of everybody just seeing the progress you make year on year on year is huge and it's so gratifying because you see oh i i only got 10 double unders in that workout last year and we repeated it this year and then i got more this year or my first wall walk or whatever it is so for the people who are like new or who go that's not really a bit of me like they're the people i think see the most from it it's not the people who are already really good at fucking double unders yeah 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 i remember that first game day that we did last year it was a repeat of the open workout from the february and that was so gratifying because we just did it and then like three months later four months later we're going to train for this now and see can we make some improvement and the improvements were just through the roof it was amazing so even just having some data points some some baselines for some of these tests that we can retest in the future i think is a, is a cool thing and when you've done it in the open it has more meaning to you when you go to retest it in the future because you do have the memories associated so go and get yourself signed up just don't think about it just go and do it and then you're in then you can commit to your training for the next few weeks you got a bit of fuel for that and then when it rolls around we'll have a great time okay that's the open we also have a hike coming up uh this is like a bit of a last minute impromptu <laughs> hike so if anyone's around this weekend elaine tell us more uh so on sunday we are going for uh, so this sunday the 21st Anya, coach Anya and Daniel has organized a hike we're going up sleeve foy um in carlingford uh meeting in Dunleer at 10 15 a.m and we're leaving at 10 30 sharp everyone is welcome the last time that we hiked up Sleeve Foy, we got lost. And I can confirm that will not happen this time because Anya is in charge. So Anya knows, if, but everyone's involved. What kind of uh, hike is, is, it? is it? It is, we're going to the summit. So. So, so is it a difficult hike, medium or easy? No, everyone's welcome. It's a me- we'll say medium. medium. Definitely um, hiking boots. Like three or, or four hours? two to three hours two to three hours and then we get to have some food afterwards there will be more uh, information on social media later on today okay i'll get all just give people a sense like is yeah. it a tough one or no, not it's it's uh we'll say medium and everyone is invited it'll be a nice cold day it'll be lovely and when it's cold it's crisp and the yeah. views are even better you get a real clear view from the top so very excited for that sounds deadly okay we're gonna dive straight into our main topic oh here we go today now let's give some background on this this comes from um inside the coaching team we're having lots of discussions around um basically uh, our perspective on the world and it's an outward look from bua rather than an inward look about bua so we've been looking at various opinions and having all the debates and one of them has come up which is a pretty uncontroversial one which is the gym can be a third place in people's lives we're going to talk a little bit about that but then there's this add-on piece, which is that vanity and individualism are the enemy of that, which is where the controversy comes in and the, maybe the differing opinions on it. So I think it's worth discussing where vanity fits in a gym scenario. And I think when you step outside of like our gym and you think of if you talk to someone who has an opinion about gyms in general, I actually think vanity is the thing that they are reacting to most. They have this sense of people in front of mirrors flexing looking at themselves admiring themselves in a in a way that is almost uh, 
offensive. People people don't like that f- that side of gyms. So I wonder, like we d- we obviously don't have that side here, and where it fits with us, and where what we think about vanity and the aesthetic side of training. So lots to get into, right? Let's talk about the third place thing. So um, this this was the first of my points of view on the list. Straight away, I think gyms can be a third place in people's lives, and a third place is really important in in any community, a place where people can go. That's not home and it's not work. It's somewhere they can go and have this this other side themselves. And I actually think we're, you know, we have a different personality at home than we do in work. And I think there's this third place where we have a different side of us again that comes out. I know for me, my instinct says that the home one is where we're most ourselves. I think the work one is where we're professional. So we have a, a bit of a suit of armor on. But then we're, we might also be like that striving, forward-looking, what's next side of ourselves. And then the third place has to be something different than that. And I have a feeling that it's a bit of an exp- exploratory side of us. Like we're kind of open to trying new things, uh, meeting new people, uh, having some fun, or trying, yeah, I guess, new new areas of interest. So as, a, so as a gym fitting that model, I think it absolutely can, but doesn't always. I think that's the point. So let's start off with uh, like your own third place. If you had an ideal third place, or maybe you do already, do you have a sense of what it would be, James? As you tighten up. Me and Elaine are just staying away from the microphone as much <laughs> as possible here. Yeah, like, as you're saying all that, and I've read about this before as well, and listened to people talk about it on podcasts, and I don't, I don't think I have a really solid third place at all. As you're saying that, though, I I started thinking about where I'm different. So, like, home me versus work mode me are very different. But training me is a different person as well. And it probably wasn't always. It was probably very in line with work me. They probably went very well together. But they are two very different things now. I definitely take my training very seriously. And I always want to put my best foot forward. But I've noticed in the past couple of months that... I'm much more open to sacrifice is not the right word. Not caring about the result of that training session if it means I get to socialize with someone on the floor at the same time. Mm-hmm. So even on Monday there, I was lifting, we were doing snatches, and I was lifting in front of Shifo, and Dave Lennon was there, and Jose was there, and Sarah Farmer, and Sheila Kyo, and Leo, and Kira Tui. And throughout that session, I spoke to everybody at some stage, which on a heavy snatch day, is like the opposite of what I would have done in the past. Yeah, grumpy serious, James. Yeah, grumpy serious, James. It's like, because I'm fucking here, let's do the thing, take it serious. <laughs> if you're not taking it serious, like, you know, like, th- I still have that side of me in there, and on game day, that comes out, but game day's different. But I still hit a PB on Monday while having fun and laughing with Shifo and giving Sarah a high five because she accidentally PR'd her power snatch. She didn't know it was on the bar. Well, I think, finally, that is kind of starting to click with me a little bit where i can be a different person on the floor and still have uh, good progress when i'm doing it so maybe my third place is when i'm in my tracks at bottoms and my checkered vans lifting and training yeah yeah that's interesting isn't yeah. it like so it's sort of in the same building but it's in a different mode yeah 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 that's interesting i like that i have this um definition before i pass over to you elaine right in sociology the third place refers to the social surroundings that are separate from two usual social environments of home and workplace. 
um so for me the social surroundings bit is actually key so you've hit on it there it's that bit that what makes it feel like a third place isn't it it's the other people yeah it's it could be the same people that i coach but my interaction with them is so totally drastically different like i i'm talking about them still but less from a that coach yeah, it's not like hey role, how are you feeling today what do you need from me today it's just like here how are you feeling today are we gonna have a bit of crack here or it's yeah it's so different it is oh, different yeah very interesting yeah what about you, Elaine? Do you have a third place or do you go looking for one or do you have an ideal one? So the gym definitely, I will say, used to be my third place. But as I've moved into my management role, I'll be complete on, completely honest here, I'm really struggling with defining it now as my third place because I'm always in manager mode, coach mode. Is everyone happy here? So when I'm training, I'm looking around the room going, is everyone okay? And if I'm, you know, dead at the end of a wad, instead of just lying there rolling around crying like I used to do, I'm like, okay, get up, fist bump, knuckles, eyes. How did they get on? Are they okay? And I, so I'm struggling to be really me in, I will say Dunlear. When I come up to Santry, I'm a little bit more removed. I'm none of those people's coaches. However, I'm still going, okay, I have to go up to the office after this and I have to do this, that and the other. So I will be honest and say, I don't have a clearly identified mm. third place currently but I want it so bad, like listening to to James describe um, how your snatch session went on Monday. I'm jealous. That's what I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whereas I'm just constantly thinking. But, and I think, but I think that's one of the challenges of becoming a coach in your passion or, or yeah. your, your job becoming your passion in that you probably came up through it mm. as, as purely a third place. And then you yeah. say, I love it so much. I actually would like to do this all the time. Yeah. And then, then there is this weird hybrid thing where it still remains a social element to it. That's what you like about it. But then you have to take on this role that removes you from it. It's very difficult. Very, very difficult. But I want to definitely want to get back there. So trying to get a few sessions up in Santry a week. But also, and Hannah has said this to me, she's come up to me now at the start of some of my sessions saying, you're not the coach today. Mm. You're Elaine. Get your training done. So trying to help me switch that mode. So having her support and Anya's through that is, yeah. is really important. Yeah. But God, I want to get back to that place where, because I think back, what I was a completely different person three, four years ago before I became a coach. I had, my work life was not good and I would go to the gym and people would be like, high five and clap like it was just the best place to be people had no idea what was going on for me per like personally yeah. and i was literally three different people so yeah i want to get back there so, yeah it's interesting i think so we're in this weird kind of middle ground right so i i do have some characteristics of a good third place so i found this interesting this has all been studied oldenburg seems to be the guy who is has come up with this concept so third places are anchors of community life they facilitate and foster broader more creative interactions so in other words your third place is where you relax in public where you encounter familiar faces and make new acquaintances so there's definitely a social side to it so here's here's a, a list right so there's neutral ground so occupiers feel no obligation to be there it's on neutral ground it's a great leveler so people's like it, the hierarchies kind of disappear and we see that we see people who are in senior management on the floor we see people who are starting out in their careers and everybody's it's a great leveler so i think for us that that's we see those two things you can come here or not and then there's there's no hierarchies um there's lots of conversation in the main activity so it's playful happy conversations is the main focus of the third place and that's like what you're talking about there james with the snatch session we have lots of those sessions where there's lots of opportunity where we can get to chill in between the work 
Um, there's some other ones here. Um, there's regulars. So there's, there's lots of people who you show up all the time. So there's a base of familiar faces that it might be, they might be slightly changing, but there, we know we can rely on a certain amount of people there. A low profile is an interesting one. So third places are characteristically wholesome. <laughs> That's interesting, isn't it? So um, it's without extravagance and grandiosity. They feel cozy. And I like that one. And this is kind of getting to the closer to this vanity discussion then, what we're talking about. Um, the mood is playful and it's a home away from home. So when you start describing it like that, it, for me, like our type of environment, I'm really happy to, to, hear, to read these because that feels like a lot of what goes on here. And it sort of backs up the, the case where a gym can be a third place. I think like we've already, we already know that because it was for us probably before we ended up working in them. Um, but we, we definitely see that for most of the people who come here. So let's talk about the second piece then. This is the, the vanity piece. So the way this point of view is structured, it says gyms can be a third place in people's lives and then there's dot, 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 but vanity and individual individualism are the enemy of that. So they are the things that make it not a third place, okay? So this kind of came to mind for me because you know, I've been in a lot of gyms over the years, a ton of them, and all different shapes, sizes, varieties. And I was thinking about, is that first statement true, that the gym can be a third place? And I said, it can be, but it also cannot be. And you know those gyms where you walk in and everybody is working on their own. So there's no real chatting going on. Everyone has headphones on, so they're in their own bubble. And then there's quite a lot of... Um, we'll say vanity on display. We see people who are very, very admiring of themselves as they go through their session. And then I think what comes along with that is a lot of competitive, like looks across the room at other people. And we're trying to read each other's body languages without ever talking to each other. Competitive comparing. Competitive comparing. That's a great way of putting it. And there's no, there's no conversation, so then it can become suspicious. It can become... Um, almost aggressive in the looks across the room. I, I don't know, if, have you experienced that in those sort of environments? I've been part of it before, admittedly, definitely, yes. It's horrible. I think it's horrible. Yeah. I think it doesn't feel good at all. Um, I think it's, it's um, in society now, it's becoming a bigger problem, not a less of a problem. And I think in gyms, it might be where we get to see it at its most gratuitous. Yeah. Because I think with social media, what it has done, it has commodified and normalized vanity yeah I and think. the and the individual and the individual yeah. very true yeah yeah it's all about influencer 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 yeah yeah and, w and look we play that game i play that game all the time yeah. uh, even though i really dislike it i dislike it i know what it is and i still play the game yeah so it's almost like if you don't play it the costs are too high mm. these days like especially if like in my position where I'm thinking I have to publicize a business and I have to make sure that I am a visible figurehead to this business, even though I don't want to be. I have to force myself to be honest in a way that I can live with. But still, if someone came along, I, I did this exercise recently. Where I, was, I wonder if someone went along to my profile and looked at it, how would it look? I was horrified at it. Really? Yeah, fucking horrified. I really was. Because I, and I think the normal day-to-day runnings of social media now have made it so normal that 
here, did you see a photo of me today? It's a professional photo. Did you see, did you see the photo of me? Did you see the video of me today? Yeah. It's become so normal. And I think 20 years ago, if someone had have said like, imagine in, coming into work every day and it's like, here, did you see this photo of me? <laughs> but uh, to and me, then, that's been like, that's promote, that's part of your role. That's part of your job. It is. So it's not and that's why vain. I, that's why I do it, right? Yeah. But I do think there is like, um, it has become normal to be vain. To be proud. Yeah, yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah. I know pride and vanity are two different things, but I struggled with this because what I do, spoiler, spoiler alert, what I do whenever, <laughs> um, whenever a subject comes up here is I look for TED Talks or look for podcasts or something to do a bit more research on it. And when I typed in vain, all I got was um, like Jesus loving podcasts being like vanity is a bad thing and all about like it, it was like very religious it, it wasn't a thing where there's the TED talk version of that was the difference between pride and vanity and so that was interesting in business it was being proud of your achievements rather than seeing that as being vain um, but yeah a lot of Jesus loving podcasts over the last few days wow Sorry wow. for the Jesus lovers listening to this. <laughs> Here, I, I have a I have a definition of vanity. Excessive pride in or admiration of one's own appearance or achievements. I think the excess is the problem. Yeah. That's why so no one can obviously see my face whenever they're listening to this. But whenever you said you felt uncomfortable with your social media, I was like, no offense, but yours is the least vain social media of all time. Like, there are photos of you there, but there's a side of where... If you have a name, there has to be a, a face to the name. Whereas you go on the BUA page, all of the BUA pages, you're non-existent. And I think this is the difference maker because you see, I don't want to slag off other gym owners, but you see other gym owners where the gym's called fucking whatever. And it's, yeah, JR Fitness. And then it's photos and videos of me and me and me and me mm. and me for the business. And I think... Yeah, and I think that's a different model, isn't it? And I think uh, <laughs> that's a nice way to say that. Yeah, but but I can see the rationale, the business rationale for that model as well, where someone says, "I'm going to back myself." And like, like I was saying to you recently about this brand, I'm not sure if I was telling who I was telling about this. It was one of you, and it was my sister runs whiskey tours. That's her business, right? And she was bringing her staff to, like, on a Christmas party. She brought them down middle of the country, which to um a brand of wine and it's berry wine instead of grape wine it's made down Wicklow or something and it was like Mary O'Hara's berry wine right so she was like bringing them down to the factory to see where it actually where it gets made and she was expecting it to be this lovely this woman in this amazing field like in this lovely bespoke factory making this thing and it was a dude from America who was making it it was his <laughs> factory and, and he was like but he just called Fucking him that. Dwayne calling himself Mary. Yeah, there. exactly. <laughs> some some guy some guy called Brad or Zach or something, and and uh, she, uh, but it, but he was just like, yeah. I mean, the brand is it, you connect with a person right away. So I can see that model working, right? Because there's like there's an individual there. I can kind of trust it. Once I get know the person, I know the business, right? So that's a different thing that I'm trying to do here. Um, but even when I go on and I, I look at my profile, I see. F like there's professional photographs of me over all over i was like what like in what world is that like 20 years ago that would not have been okay 
it, it would you'd be like this guy is a fucking narcissist but now it's just like normalsies everyone's doing it all the time yeah. here did you see my butt did you but see I my think, face yeah. did you see the thing i did it's <laughs> like the degrees the to it now though isn't it but and i think here's internally where i draw the line right where the f- professional photos of you or us that are taken there we are doing something and someone's there taking a photo and here's the difference take a photo of me looking like i'm doing the thing and i think that's very very different yeah that's that's more contrived right but that's that's the the vanity side of it i think because you see what are those uh pages on instagram boyfriends of instagram where they're just there trying to take a photo of their bird over and over and over (laughs) she's like she's like kneeling in the sand like with her fucking bikini thong on and oh my hair was wrong and she checks and then she goes back again and it's a page of like hundreds of thousands of posts of this of people taking a video of the poor boyfriend having to do that That's over again brilliant. and sorry this happens in reverse as well there's a girlfriend i'm not trying to pick on women here at all jesus christ but <laughs> elaine just gave me a careful now i know but my point is it's the whole capture me doing this rather than i'm doing something and someone captures it i think they are two very different things yeah i think I think you're right there there is degrees of it there is degrees of it but i still think that that's now the excess of social media right where it's become because I, I, like i was in i was in nuremberg recently and there was i saw a good bit of that going on because of some beautiful sites and there's the like here take this take this and there'd be uh, like groups of friends like two or three friends and that's what they're doing for the day they're just finding new spots to go you know get me now now get me again get me again and I just think it's terrible that that's normal now. That's like, this is what we're doing now. We're saying, did you see me? Did you see what I did? Did you see how I look? So, and I think the excess, as I said, I'll come back to that because what I don't want to discount is like, like aesthetic and beauty is something that we all value. Like we all see things that we really like. I'm like, oh, that looks amazing. There's beautiful people. There's beautiful landscapes. There's beautiful products that we're like, oh my God, that looks so good. And we do train for aesthetic at some level also. Like we're, we focus on function, but I think everybody has some aesthetic goal and likes that they look better as yeah. a result of it. So I don't want to discount that side of it. It's really important. But on that, I met a friend of mine recently and I asked her, she's uh, upped her training recently and I asked her, what are you training for? And she said a photo shoot. I nearly fucking died, so I did. I was like, what do you mean a photo shoot? She's like, oh, I'm getting the spray tan, I'm on a cut, I'm, you know, I'm doing uppers twice a week, I'm doing lowers five times a week. I was like... I don't even know what that means. Like, <laughs> exactly. And I said, okay, so how how are you feeling? How you, oh, I feel terrible, I'm hungry. I'm, like, but what's the point? So her training is literally all aesthetic for this end goal of one photo well, I think she's getting six was the package, like six photos of what she's paying for. Um, for on one day and then that's it. It's I wonder all what we go. could charge for a photo shoot at the end of the month. I'll do your spray time, <laughs> Jamie. <laughs> I actually have a friend who, like he's a professional fitness photographer. That's what he does. Well. And he's been doing it like 15 years. And the money he charges now is, what he's phenomenal at it. But he just works with coaches who, who do that. They have like a 12 week package and then there's a photo shoot at the end of it and there's some coaches i know that do that and they do it so well because it's like i'm going to take you from here to here and we're going to document it and but you're you're still going the 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 problem comes in whenever it's like i want to do a photo shoot and we work back from that isn't it yeah 
But I think you're right. The excess thing is killer, isn't it? That's, it's murder. Yeah. And I, I think why it's a... So let's go back to the central question. If Jim is going to be a third place, mm. and I'm saying that vanity and individualism are the enemy of that, like if you look at the definition of that social surroundings, I think vanity drives people apart, not pulls them together. It makes you uncomfortable too, doesn't it? Oh, like when you so see someone weird. checking themselves out. It's so weird. Yeah, like because you can't approach that person. I, You're like, oh, I, I, they need space. <laughs> <laughs> you, you just don't want it. Like if someone's lifting up their shirt and checking out their abs or they're twisting to check out their glutes, it's like you can't now have a conversation with that person. What do you say? You're like, you look good. And then they're like, You're a creep. <laughs> like it's just such an uncomfortable circle, like personal space it's area so to step weird. into. It's yeah, so fucking weird. I'm sorry, I just find it so odd. But uh, what? So wh where do you think the like tops off thing in in CrossFit gyms fits in all this conversation? Do you think that's a? Do you think that's a? It creeps. It it, it goes into vanity as a thing. Oh, so I'm gonna be very honest here. It definitely does because I'm a big proponent of proponent. That's not even the right word. When I am comfortable in how I look, I will take my top off, and it's like a. Uh, confidence boost as I'm training but there's definitely an element of I've worked really hard I'm not gonna not mm. show it off either whenever and you do get uncomfortable when once you've done it once you feel so much better you're like oh I understand why people do it now so but, but talk about that though what do you mean by that what once you like you t oh, just take your top off and go one I look good and people see that and acknowledge right. it and compliment you on it but then also, like, there's the physical feeling of, you know, a workout like today where it's thrusters and double unders, and you take your top off. There is a sense of relief with that too. So yeah. that's so I, I don't, so I think that piece. So I never go shirt off in a workout, right? But it's not like I'm like I would never do that. Mm. When I was tr I used to train always on my own. I would never do a class. When I'm in the gym on my own, I did it all the time because I get really warm. Like yeah. it's. It feels way I better. A sense of relief here. Oh, I was yeah. like, oh, going God, I just got cooled off and yeah. I can keep going. It's kind of like, you know, when you do a warm up and you've got your coat on to get warm and, uh, and yeah. two minutes later, you're like, fuck, get, get this coat off me. It's the same thing with the shirt, right? So there's a functional element to it, which I like, yeah, that's that's why. But I also noticed lots of CrossFit gyms who are banning it now. Yeah. Like it's a thing where there was an article written in Morning Chalk Up and then there was a big discussion about should it be banned? Or like, oh, we've banned it months ago because it puts people off. You know, so so that's an interpretation of it that it's pure vanity. Here's people who are doing it because that's why they're doing it. And I'm not sure that's always the case. Because yeah. for me, it's 100% function. I've never looked at someone and said, oh, look at him taking his top off. He's, you know, wanting us all yeah. to, to look at him. And for me personally, I remember the day I finally took my top off in a workout and I was here in Santry and I was so fucking hot. And the relief I got when I did it, and I was like, oh my God, I actually shot my top off today. And, I, and that wasn't a vanity thing at all. But also, I haven't worn a muscle tank in about three months because I'm not feeling great at the minute. So there is that side of it where t getting towards the open, hopefully I'll be feeling a bit better. And But I'll be fucking hot and working hard and my top is going to come off. And it ain't because I want you all to look at me. <laughs> I think that thing, I've been in a gym where tops off got banned. And being part of the culture, I know... I can see why the gym owner at the time did it. And it's because the tops were coming off as like a competition before the workout. It was like a little size me up. You know, like you do at a competition where everyone's there ready to go beside the barbells and you're just checking everyone out going, 
I'm going to smash them. I'm going <laughs> to smash them. And when that's the vibe in the room for a gym that's supposed to be helping people live a healthier, happier life, then it, that's where it's a problem. Whereas I think down, I'm trying to, I'm literally trying to list off the people who take their top off in my class and I have like three out of three classes that are always full. Mm-hmm. And they literally just get to a point where they're like, oh, I can't breathe. And they take their top off and they look fucking amazing. But it's it's not a start of the workout. Yeah, peak you, have you seen ever. me? Have you yeah, seen yeah, me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that thing. And uh, so there's a feeling that we get from it. I think it's a, an instinctive thing we pick up when it's vanity versus just like, oh, geez, I'm roasting here. I need to keep moving. Um, so it's an interesting topic. It needs to. I think we need to talk about it further uh, because we're we're wishy washy on it, aren't we? But I think generally speaking, I think why I don't like it is because it drives people apart and it pulls them together. So when you got someone who is really vain and they're just like, I'm leaning into it. I don't give a fuck. This is the modern world. This is where we are right now. That's where I think that the third place evaporates because you don't go there to chat to people. You don't go there to meet and to have your your mind expanded or to have some fun or relax because everyone's there so wrapped up in their their own their own everything yeah okay that's vanity we'll come back to it again i'd love to hear if anyone has thoughts anyone disagrees or agrees with us as we go um we have a new segment let's change gears here so we normally do a recommendation right like it's like a movie or book or something so uh, I've asked you about to come up with a business recommendation, so like kind of like somewhere where you go, or a business that you use that you're like, I love that, and I love that about them because it's something that like I do as a hobby. As I'm, like, if I go for a coffee, I'm like, how's how's the staff doing? How is the entrance, the chairs? So I'm rating everything in my head as a like as a whole process. How much is this person thinking about this business, or how much is this just on autopilot and whatever the fuck ever? It's something I'm really interested in. So, James, I'm going to start with you. Have you got somewhere or a place or a business that you use? I really struggled with this one because we used to go out for coffee an awful lot. And since we bought a coffee machine, we do not. Just because I'm insistent. Yeah, I'm like, I get up and I, I make a coffee. And then Jill will get up a little while later at the weekend. And I'll be like, want a coffee? And I get to play. Like, I love making coffee. So I get to play and do that. Whereas that used to be our... Like, let's get up, go get a coffee. Like, let's go out and do one. And now we just go for a walk from our house with the coffee anyway. So we're not doing that an awful lot more. And then whenever we go out in the evenings, if we're doing a date night or something, we chop and change all the time. So I don't have like a regular restaurant that we always go to. We are, however, going away for a couple of nights next month. And we're going to Glass and Lake House in Athlone. I think it's Athlone. And... This is a hotel that's owned by the Press Up Group, right? Which is this fucking huge multi-business thing. And what really impresses me about this is the fact that it is owned by this bigger corporation. Yet when we were there, we got really well looked after. The front of desk, the front of house staff knew our name every morning. When we got there, as soon as we introduced ourselves, like that was it. We didn't have to do it again. They always knew. That's it? That's it, yeah. Okay, Um, I don't know it. (laughs) and like whenever you walk into the the front entrance it's like this older building and it has this new modern side to it as well but you walk in and there's comfy chairs in the reception area there's a cheesy happy quote that they change every morning which you know i'm a big fan of that shit (laughs) there's really good guinness 
there's reasonably priced Prosecco, which is what me and Jill drink all the time. And then in that reception area with all the comfy chairs, they have chess boards. Do you remember this? Yeah. So we just spent two days permanently tipsy <laughs> playing chess and just being really well looked after. Like food was fine. The area it's in is gorgeous, but the staff were great and they just had these really comfortable, nice amenities. Here it looks mega. It's really good. They have a driving range, they have a little they have a mini it's a glorified pond. It's like a mini lake that you can go rowing on and then they have a bigger lake that you can go rowing on. They have beautiful grounds to go walk. Like it's fantastic. We went last year for two nights just to get away and then we wanted to do the same again this year and it's like let's just go there. It's sixty minutes. So we can get back quickly, but it's still but far you're enough. You're still you're away, like we're away. Oh, that's, that's deadly. Because I was going to suggest Castle Martyr. We went down to in Cork, but we'll probably not go back there for like a long time. Whereas we'll probably go to Glasson every year now. I reckon. Yeah, that's cool. That's a good shout. That that looks really different. Looks like a, a different type of place to go to. Yeah, we'll press up, try and do that all the time. And they've right. got a, a state of the art gym and okay. all that stuff. Because they own like the Mason and. Oh, it's the same crew. And the Stella. Ah, and okay, yeah, yeah. German so Paddy owns all of so it. So the, yeah, the power awesome. gyms, that, that crew. Yeah. yeah okay. And that's one of the things that impresses me about it. It's like they have this person and thing at the top of it and it all filters down. Yet each time, well, especially for Glass and when I go there, it doesn't feel like it's part of this big fucking. Yeah, yeah. It feels like a bespoke capitalist place. corporate thing. Yeah, it's yeah, still homely. Oh, very nice. Okay, that's cool. Elaine. I love it. I want to go there. Um, so I stayed local, and food is my favorite thing to well eat and do in general. <laughs> <laughs> um, but soy forty in Drogheda, um, it's like a small Thai place, but they serve just the freshest, fastest, most delicious uh, food. And for me, like a Chinese or Asian type of food, it can sometimes not agree with me because it's so heavy and oily and you know you would, wouldn't feel great afterwards where there's soy 40 it's just fresh it's really fast i love that you don't have to book a table you just walk in and there's only four or five small tables that's the one jamie very good um i'll share it on my instagram later because <laughs> oh, i'm an influencer um so hi <laughs> highly recommend for just fresh fast food uh do they do like you don't stay there for hours on end chatting it is quite fast in and out right. but i like that i just love that i don't have to have booked a table made a decision three or four yeah. days in advance it's like here i'm hungry i don't want something too heavy i want to go and just get lovely fresh fast food. yeah that's a good show so it's a sort Delish. of place like we need some lunch yeah get in get your food and get on the move and get on the move yeah yeah and it okay. opens at like three o'clock on a like saturday and sunday so it's like you're getting an early takeaway but it's like really fresh oh that's delish. a good that's yeah. a good show yeah so you could have the second takeaway later that night okay. it's amazing very good okay <laughs> Jeez, they're two good shows lads very good okay. uh so my one's a little different so it's a it's a shop uh it's called the vintage hub so this is somewhere like I don't like going shopping ever, but I always get excited going to this place. You've told me about this a number of times as yeah, well. Yeah, it's amazing. So it's a vintage furniture shop. It's on the road between, um, like, it's kind of out behind Lusk. It's in a warehouse on the side of the road. Like, every time I go to it, I drive past it and go, oh, there it is. Fuck. And I have to go back to it. It's not easy to find, but it's on Google Maps. You'll find it, no problem. And it's a big shed, maybe the size of the gym in Sandridge, like that size of a shed. And it's just stacks and piles of fucking furniture that you have to go and wade through. 
right? So it's kind of like an, an old antiques place, but all just furniture. So he, the guy mainly deals in mid-century, so stuff around the 50s, 40s to 60s, 1960s. So it's not really old. You know that antique thing where it looks like it's from like your, your great-granny's house, that sort of, it's not that. It's the, it's the very kind of retro, cool stuff. He sources it, brings it in, and they restore it. So, uh, you know, you can you can go and find the chair. You're like, that chair looks amazing. It's beaten to death, but you know that he'll re-leather it. He'll do it. He'll, uh, like, basically get it back to a, a point where it still is an old chair. You can see that it is, but it would fit into, a, like, a modern sitting room if you wanted it. So what I love about it is the treasure trove nature. You go in and you just, like, there's stuff under carpets. There's stuff under sheets. And so it's not like your DFS where the sofa is beautifully laid out that you sit on that. So and then here's the table that will match that sofa. What he has done is he's set up like three or four like basic rooms. Right. Right. So he's kind of built like a white room and he's made an office. And then he's done another one. He's made a sitting room. Kind of like there's three or four of them. And they're epic. But for the rest of the place, it's just stacks of piles of shit on racks. He'll say, here, go down to the end of that third row. At the end of it, you'll see two chairs. They're leather pull them down, sit in them, have a look, see what you think. And whenever you're like, you go in, you won't see any people. Like the people who work there, you won't see, there's no people there. And all of a sudden a fella comes out, Killian is his name. And he'd be like, ah, oh, how are you doing? And then you're there for an hour talking to him. <laughs> He'll, but he's so like, he's just into it. He's one of these guys who, he's just like, oh yeah, like, like don't stress about it. Bring it home for a week. If you don't like it, I'll take it back. Like he does, he does that. And he says like, if, if you, if you have it for years, I know you're like, you're trying to find the perfect thing, but don't worry about it. Cause you think it's a lifer thing, but you're going to come in and trade that back in with me in, in about two years and buy something else. So he's like, don't make it, don't worry about it being that perfect thing. So we've bought a good few things off him and he's just very, very good to deal with now, like slow and uh -huh. not like the uber professional, like I'm going to have the, the perfect service, but really personable. And he gives a shit about the furniture and he'll get it like spot on for you. And he really give you lots of advice. So uh, the vintage shop is called, I think they're just setting up like a proper big store in the city center. Um, so if you wanted to go down to the warehouse, I'm not sure if they're keeping that open as well, but I go down before they move because you might find something in there that's, you get some wacky shit in there as well. Some very cool stuff. Okay, that's the recommendations. Um, we're nearly done lads. We've got a shout out and I think I'm doing a shout out. James, we're doing a yeah. shout out this week. We were like, going to make Elaine do one. And then I say, hang on a minute. I'm on this every week and I never get to do a shout out. So then I was trolling through Waterfire and I was like, who am I going to pick? Because who's been standing out to me recently? And I could do the Elaine thing and just list off 10 people. Yeah. <laughs> or the, or the Jillian thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the whole gym is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to try and narrow this down. And I'm going to, someone who's quite new, um, Emer Flanagan. She hasn't been doing classes very long. I think she had signed up with Jose, done one or two classes with him, and she was like, oh, the evenings are just a bit, I don't know if I can always make them. Um, she works in the hospital, so she's like, oh, maybe I can, maybe I can't. So she came and tried a 5.30 class, and she was like, Jesus, this is a bit early. I don't know about this. And I was like, here, give it a week. She came in like a Monday. I was like, give it a week, see how it goes. So she gave it the week, and then another week, and then another week, and then she's just in. And like, Emer 
struggles with a lot of like really explosive she's not an explosive mover she's very good mover very technically competent but like she'll go for hours like cardio days she's there snatching or not so there endurance queen yeah endurance yeah. queen yeah but by fuck does she try like you know when you can see you give someone something to work on and like i explain it to her and i'm like here's what you're doing here's what you need to do and here's how i think that this can really help you and she's like right and then she goes and tries and she fucks it up and fucks mm. it up and gets it wrong and gets it wrong and then she'll get it kind of right and she's like oh was that it and i'm like yeah that's it and she's like oh right just someone who puts in so much effort to something so small and like not that important but she's like you made it seem important so i'm gonna do it and deadly. she's deadly and she just comes in and she's like do you know what james today i am wrecked and then she'll still give it stacks anyway. Right. Or she'll come in and go, I have full of beans, let's go. Well, that's so the blueprint for success, right? Yeah. right and there. for 5.30 class, like you just need that. If you have a bunch of people who are like, leave me alone, I'm tired, it's hard. Mm. But she just really adds to that 5.30 crew. She's not loud, but she brings, remember we talked about your role in a class quite recently? She, as a coach, as her coach, I'm like, she adds to the class. She definitely adds to my morning anyway. So big shout out to Emer. Okay, well done, Emer. Actually, reminds me of uh, you know Una Dalton. She trains here in Santry, and then she's also training. In I'm not Smithfield. giving her a shout out on this because she keeps training with you in Smithfield instead <laughs> of with me. <laughs> she texted me the other day, going, "Here, that Jamie's quite good," and I was like, <laughs> "She actually said, she actually, I can show you. She's actually said, almost like you. <laughs> so you're nearly as good as me, Jamie. Okay, Thanks. I'll, I'll keep working. I'll keep working on it." But she was, she's been had that same thing around. Like, how do I do the explosive thing? I'm trying to find it. So it's uh and she, she's the same thing she's coming in like try really focused on everything she's a very funny person so she's hilarious but then behind it she actually is really focused she's working really hard and then she's getting curious about how do i get these little other elements i'm not quite getting yet so it's that that's the blueprint that's the one if you have got that you're going to go all the way it's fucking amazing okay uh would you rather we've got two things and I don't know what these are, so I'm very excited I'm to see start what comes out of my gob. No, no, no. I'll go last. No, no. So, Elaine, would you rather... Now, you got to give me your snap answer, right? Okay. Add 10 kilos to your one-rep max snatch or add 15 kilos to your one-rep max clean? Oh, my goodness. Oh, snatch. <laughs> <laughs> the panic and then like the... Yeah, oh that's no. a snap answer. That's yeah. good. James. Say it again. 10 kilos to one rep max snatch. Yeah. Or 15 kilos to one rep max clean. Oh, so that's a 110 snatch or a 150 clean. That's, that's some, uh, that's some uh, vanity for <laughs> 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 Fucking idiot. Wow, harsh. I'm going to say snatch as well. Yeah, yeah snatch. I'm going to go clean. 100% yeah absolutely so when you say those numbers right mm. you think about that that yeah. puts you in a different category of yeah. person doesn't it's it totally different you're in a different thing then yeah but I'm thinking adding 10 kilos to your snatch you'll add weight to your clean yeah see I'm thinking the other way I think you could add kilos to the snatch by being faster technically better yada yada like be more and more specialization you'll obviously need a bit more power and strength yeah. But I think there's a more of a skill element. 
if I add 15 to the clean... You're just a more powerful beast. Yeah, oh, yeah, my yeah. God. Like, I think there's a massive amount of strength and power, raw materials to work with that I think I can get to transfer to Snatch way quicker because I back my skills there. Yeah. I back the skill on that. But I need the raw material to work with because mm -hmm. I'm just not strong enough. So if I go See, for the I'm clean, coming from that from the other end. I'm like, my Snatch technique's pretty good. I just need to be a more powerful, faster person, which will transfer to my clean. Yeah. yeah, we're thinking of it in the same way there. Let's go. Yeah, absolutely. So you're going to go snatch. I, I think ultimately I want the clean number so I can get the snatch number. <laughs> <laughs> but then I get both. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure I get one with the other if I go with yeah. the, the snatch. So why snatch Elaine? So for me, it's uh, building more confidence overhead. So last year, my goal was to get a 60 kilo snatch. And then I hurt myself on a clean. I hurt my uh, oh wrist God. on a clean and then it fucked me for the year. So in March or April last year, I couldn't even overhead squat a 15 kilo bar. So it's a long, it's been a long journey back. It's 57 and a half. Yeah, so I'm very close. So I want to get, no, yeah. But I, I that 60, when I get that 60 kilo clean, uh, snatch, I'm putting on a special podcast <laughs> just for me. So yeah, that is. It'll be on every video I've yeah. ever ever put on the Instagrams. There'll be. I'll get Tiago. I'll organise a photo shoot with Tiago. <laughs> Here we go. Train it's over my head. Um, because yeah, so for me, it's a, it's a confidence. It'll be a huge leap because I've I've not been confident overhead, but I would also obviously love to add more to my clean as well but for the snatch it's and it's just such an impressive lift like people i love i love snatching and i love people going oh you're great at that so <laughs> yeah there you go right. that's not excessive at all okay so let's go one that's more a good honest answer from elaine though fair play <laughs> um okay all right this one came from james this is an interesting one hopefully i'll be able to explain in a way that does not questions so would you rather spend the next seven days either abstaining fully from caffeine and sugar or <laughs> spend the next seven days having enforced over caffeinated and sugared up to your eyeballs non-stop over or under james it's not over or underrated what are you talking about no over caffeinated, over -caffeinated or, under. or under like abstaining i'm gonna say permanently over caffeinated that's what i'm going with and i'll explain after okay elaine What's oh your God. answer? That's really a terrible, terrible situation choice, to isn't be it? in. Sophie's I choice think, here. I think I'm going to have to say under, even though I would be the most horrendous person ever. But I think I'm going to go under. Yeah, I'm going to go abstain as well. And I'm going to give you uh, my reason. Right? I couldn't do this, number one. <laughs> <laughs> this is complete no, that's fantasy. Really something you could do. Um, I think it would be really hard for me to stay that. Like, I'm, I have a sweet tooth. And, and coffee mentally not actually like psychosomatically gets me through my day at the moment yeah so i'm like i'm leaning on it as a crutch and it's so bad for me and i shouldn't be but if i went the other way and i probably choose to normally <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say are there, are there days when you're not over caffeinated well i, I do try i do really have to monitor my caffeine mm. intake and i do quite a lot um so but if i just went over caffeinated over sugared I think I'd have so, by the end of that week I might I might have a fucking mental breakdown. Yeah. I think that scares the life out of me. I have to say, why why did you go for that one? You mean I've basically done both <laughs> intentionally before, where I've had weeks where I've tested my caffeine tolerance. Not recently, but I did it during lockdown. I don't have a lot else going on here at the minute. I'm gonna drink a. 
fuck ton of monster and coffee and i just felt what it was like and it wasn't very nice but i've also tried to abstain from caffeine and i'm just a better person when i'm over caffeinated so i'm being really selfless here and going i'm just better to be you can ask jill for this as well i try and not have coffee for like the first two hours i'm awake on a saturday and a sunday and i'm just a grumpy fuck like it's right. not great to be so around. So this is a, uh, like a, a public service yeah, thing. Yeah, like... <laughs> <laughs> it's better for everybody. James has a coffee. But yeah, it just is. Like, I, I get real grouchy, real grumpy. I'm so short. Like, you could say, can you pick up your socks there? And I'll lose it. And I'll, like, snatch the socks. Up. Like, oh, no. So, over-caffeinated, over okay, Keep getting James the coffee. Keep getting it. I too would be like that when I'm under caffeinated, but for me, the over caffeinated, over sugar is uh, like, imagine not sleeping. The anxiety. One day I had four coffees and the anxiety I had, oh my God, it wasn't worth Like, and I didn't know what it was. I was like, what is this thing that I'm feeling? Like, oh, it was fucking, it was horrible. Um, so, and then sugar, I'd love to be able to give up sugar. So I think it would be a nice little tester to withdraw from it. But yeah, neither are good. Right, you and me, Elaine, we're going to do it some week. Or at least, well, let's try and do two days of it someday. Some week. You would get, you'd fire me. I'd be gone. I would. Perfect. I'd be gone. <laughs> no? Do you know, on Monday I arrived for my snack session and I walked in and I was like, what the, f- what is wrong with me? And I had left my coffee at home, so I hadn't had a coffee. So I was already five minutes late for class and I came upstairs, put on a coffee and brought it down. And then I was seven minutes late for class, but at least I had a coffee. Mic drop from Elaine. Let's leave it there.